Switched on on F104 and Ed Sheeran spoke out last week and revealed he struggles with disordered eating and wants to speak out to help other men. We're joined by Ellen Jennings of Bodywise. Hello. Hi, Louise. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much for chatting to me. So when celebrities or famous people like this speak out about this kind of topic, does it help? Definitely. It's important that um, we hear more stories like this to break down that stigma that can stand in the way of people reaching out for help. And particularly in this case, um, to see a story of a man with an eating disorder, because it's something that um, historically, you know, had been considered a female illness. And we know that that's not the case. Um, So part of that stigma experienced by men is that this um, illness is seen as a female illness. And that can stand in the way of people reaching out for help or acknowledging their um, suffering with an eating disorder. So it's important that that, um, people in the public eye are honest about these um, types of experiences so that we can normalise having that conversation and encourage people to, to come forward and speak out. And there is different types of eating disorders or disordered eating, as he put it, because he was saying that he binge eats and purges. But there is it, it looks different for everybody, doesn't it? Yeah, no two eating disorders are the same. Look, it's it's something that is very individual to the person, but there are many different factors that overlap kind of across all of the different eating disorders. So although there are different diagnoses, um, there are often a lot of common commonalities between them. So when we think about how an eating disorder affects someone, it's usually broken down into four pillars, really. And um, the way the person thinks, the emotional aspect, um, the physical aspect, and then um, the thinking. So at the style of, at the centre of it all is this emotional aspect, um, which can often um, have symptoms of, that show up as behaviours. So the behaviours are really a symptom of what's going on underneath for a person. And it's all kind of entangled together. So it's very difficult for the person to decipher, um, you know, what is their, their rational thinking and what is the actual eating disorder thinking that's kind of keeping the eating disorder in place. Would it be very obvious at the beginning of a, dis- of a disordered eating or um, eating disorder? So I suppose the, the behaviours and the physical aspects are the things that we see on the surface. Um, you know, there's no one cause of an eating disorder. So underneath it, the person might have been experiencing a lot of the different rules and thinking patterns around food and their body that, that you know, you wouldn't be able to see on the surface. Mm. Um, and then it can become very entrenched for the person and uh, there can be physical changes and the behaviours might become very um, intense and extreme. And at that point, people around them might begin to notice or they might begin to notice themselves that something's not quite right about their relationship with food and their body. Um, but even when the person reaches that that place where they are able to acknowledge, okay, something's going on, something's not quite right, it can be really difficult for the person to let go of the eating disorder because it's acting as a coping mechanism for mm. them. So it's helping them to feel okay. So you're asking them to let go of something that's helping them to be able to cope in the world and feel okay in the world around them. Um, so I think that's the point at which the person can begin to untangle the knot of the eating disorder. Um, but it's it's a gradual process of, of letting go of the behaviours and th- thinking patterns that, you know, they didn't happen overnight. So it's mm-hmm. not going to kind of go away overnight either. So that's an important uh, piece to be aware of. But it, it absolutely is possible for someone to live without the eating disorder and um, governing, you know, everything that they do and their thinking. Um, yeah. 
I'd imagine yeah. it's very difficult, but I suppose that is where you you seek help and you ask somebody who who knows how to move you out of those. Behaviors. Yeah. So so reaching out for help, you know, it, it's it, an eating disorder is very secretive by nature. So sometimes people maybe aren't ready to acknowledge that something um, is going on. Um, or they can't recognise that something is going on. In the case of men, you know, it might be more difficult to recognise their symptoms as that of an eating disorder when historically all of the information around eating disorders was centred around women. Even health professionals maybe had um, a perspective that eating disorders were something that affected women. So even when a person reached out, maybe they didn't uh, get the help that they needed when they needed it. So part of breaking down that stigma and hearing more men speak out and um, even ourselves, we had our Eating Disorders Awareness Week in which we focused on men and there's a number of different webinars and um, recordings that are available actually on our website at the moment that look into that experience and how it might differ um, maybe from the, the female experience and how it's similar as well. Um, so yeah, reaching out for help is, is that first step, I suppose, and maybe talking to someone that you trust. And then our support services are always there for people who might want to talk through what's going on for them. They don't need a diagnosis. Um, and it's for friends, family members, um, the person themselves, and anyone who just wants more information around eating disorders. You mentioned it briefly there. Do they present differently in men? So they can present um, differently. When we think of an eating disorder, there's a body image element to that. Um, And for men, there can often be a different body image ideal, um, focusing more on muscularity, as opposed to this drive for thinness that we often see in women. So that can be um, something that influences the way the eating disorder shows up for the person. Um, So sometimes in men, we will see more kind of compulsive exercise behaviours, um, binge eating is common in men, and um, but also eating disorders such as anorexia nervosa um, can also affect men, and there can be that drive for thinness. So you know, it's it's not a one size fits all. But what we do hear from men is that um, you know it, it's difficult to speak out about these experiences because you know there's there's almost a double stigma attached to it being a man with a mental health condition and a man with a mental health condition that's seen as a female illness um and it's so important with eating disorders that people feel that they can speak out um before the illness becomes more entrenched because the eating disorder will thrive in that secrecy should you approach it with somebody if you feel they are having a difficulty so it can be difficult to have that conversation if the person isn't um, at a place where they feel ready to to open up about it. Um, we do have a pillar program for family, friends, um, partners, uh, siblings, anyone really who wants to learn maybe more about supporting someone um, towards recovery and approaching that conversation. We have some information on our website, so the person who might be concerned about someone is also welcome to reach out and and talk things through and talk through next steps. Um, one thing I will say is that when we think of an eating disorder being about the feelings that are going on underneath for the person, it's important to focus on those feelings in any conversation around it. So not to focus on the behaviours that you might be seeing on the surface, but really to, to ask the person how they are, how they're feeling, what's going on for them. 
um, because, you know, the eating disorder, there can be a lot of emotions that come up for the person and particularly if they feel that um, the eating disorder is threatened in a way, um, that eating disorder can really uh, go into that denial mode and um, try to to maintain the disorder. So it's it's quite a difficult position to be in. And what is the best way to reach out to you guys? So we have um, a number of different ways that someone can reach out. We have our email support service. So that's alex at bodywise.ie. So A-L-E-X at B-O-D-Y-W-H-Y-S dot I-E. And then we have our helpline. That's 01-210-7906. And we're also on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Bodywise. Um, and there's lots of useful information and signposting on there and you can kind of keep up to date with what's going on. Excellent, Ellen. Thank you so much for chatting to us this evening. No worries. Thank you.